3: Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news.
0: Hey, the good news is if you have trouble with your relationship, if you'd like to be happier, if you don't know how to tackle some of the issues maybe in your marriage, not sure if you should even get married, then we have help for you. Uh, John and Robbie Yopes are back and their marriage ministry caught in his arms is taken off and uh, they're starting to meet with couples. And I love it that they make the couples commit to let's just take divorce off the table for a year and let's get rolling. Let's get rolling and make this marriage work. Let's make it work. And uh, with that said, um, I just think a lot of people are afraid to, you know, walk through the door of, you know, a therapist's office. And I know I bring this up every time you guys are here, but I think it's so cool that people could Skype with you because I think people are embarrassed to see someone they know or even the therapist, for that matter, to walk in and say, hey, I've got a problem. Especially, I know you guys uh, specialize in addiction issues, especially if there's an addiction problem and the therapist and the spouse might be the first person that they actually face-to-face say, I admit that I have an addiction issue, so I love the idea that they can kind of put their toe in the water and call you and do a Skype or something for us.
3: Absolutely, that, that's also why we're intentionally. Our office is in a bad neighborhood, and oh. we appeal, we appeal to wealthier clients, so that way they <laughs> won't get it. No. won't run into, won't I, run into, I'm into I'm any. So not
4: true. Um, go ahead. We have uh, we've talked to people in Montana and Wisconsin.
0: Oh, I love that. So uh, yeah, we that. are. We're How national. How did that happen?
4: How do you uh, get people there? Well, um, people who know people. I, I love a, that. A sister, a, people, a oh, friend. I, people who and know a, and it, re- yeah. referrals. Yeah. Excellent and, and um, really good friends. Yeah, exactly.
0: So, like so it turns
3: <laughs> out whoever you are, you may only be six degrees away from right. some real help.
0: Exactly. <laughs> well, I just I think that people uh, give up oftentimes before they get help. So let's get rolling with the good news. What would you like to share with us today in terms of relationships, Robbie? You first.
4: <clears throat> well, we've been talking about this a few times with clients the past couple weeks, so we thought we'd talk about emotional intimacy. How do you how do you recover it? And how do you maintain it? Now um, we're not talking about sex, right? We're not talking about no. that at all. No. In fact, the world is kind of stolen. Yeah, the, the word word intimacy and made it all about that, and it's not. Yeah, intimacy is, as John says, into me see, and um, the we think emotional intimacy stems from the Garden of Eden. John, remember.
3: So I do. I. There. Uh, <laughs> I, I, no, I wasn't there. But thank you, <laughs> You're thank not you, that old. not quite that old. Um, so in Genesis two, we get the um, the the kind of the zoom in on the sixth day of creation, and um, Adam is naming the animals, and there's no one for him, and it's bad, and um, and then Eve is created, and we get this oh, really interesting uh, conversation about how they're meant for one another and then God says this really interesting thing about, you know, for this reason you leave your father and mother and then it, and then it has this this really interesting closing phrase where they were naked but not ashamed. Yeah. And and clearly I don't think that's talking about sex, but then it becomes this really stark comparison to just a few verses later in the next chapter after the fall where they became aware of their nakedness and were ashamed. And okay. And I believe that this whole idea of nakedness and not ashamed is really talking about how, you know, being willing to be seen. Can you know about me without me having to guard myself or be safe? Yeah. You know, can can I just you know, not have to be ashamed of you knowing about me. And shame, on the other hand, carries this message that says, well, if you knew about me, you would reject me. Right.
0: So I can't let you know about me. Exactly. So we can't have emotional intimacy because I'm afraid you will reject me if you ever really knew me.
3: And, And we stumbled on this really simple solution that it turns out that God thought was a good idea anyway. It's that, well, then you just fight that survival instinct of don't tell and tell everything. You confess to one another. You you know, the, the James 5.16 talks about, and it always gets quoted, but only half of it, it talks about the prayers of a righteous person avail much. That's half the verse. The other half of the verse is confess your sins one to another and pray for one another that you might be healed. That's the, that's the trick. That's how we get back to emotional intimacy.
4: And so we, uh, we have couples come into our office, most of them. They come. ...to us because they're broken. And we find very quickly that emotional intimacy is one of the biggest problems. Really? Uh, yes, because in addiction, many times you oh, keep your addiction secret. You're
0: hiding right. it.
4: And it. And it can be something and big. And
0: shame. Like
4: that, or it can be other things like um, not telling your husband you overspent money. And you're holding that back, and so you're building this wall between... Yeah, you're keeping bags in the trunk. Exactly. So we say always... Um, Confess and tell tell each other. So one of the first things that we do with um, couples as we're going through our habits, this is habit number three. Um, We really want them to confess to each other things that they have not talked about, and it's amazing. It's amazing to me as a I'm a coach and my husband's a counselor, but I this just freaks me out every time um, the husband or the wife says something and the other says, "I had no idea." And it happens really? again. in counseling. Yes. They, things come up that the other person doesn't know about. And it's because they, that's why they came to see us. There's no emotional intimacy. So we um, prescribe different things to do to gain it back. And the first one, of course, is just talking about things and asking each other questions. And so again, emotional intimacy without it. You're not really
0: going to have the full utmost like fun and, uh, uh, you know, get the most out of your relationship without it. Right. Yes. Uh, you so know, you I mean, might be like, okay, like a lukewarm, sure. lukewarm yes. relationship, but you may not have that like, yeah, relationship. Like, I've, I'm so happy I got married.
3: That's right. Right. I, I, and what, what universally is true, I've never, never seen the exception to this, is someone will come for help. Thinking they know what the problem is. Ah, They're always wrong. Really? This wow. is the problem. They think it's problem in the bedroom. They think it's fighting too much. They think it's Addition. the budget. They think it's... A, that's not it.
4: It's not. Really?
3: And it is
0: know, emotional intimacy.
3: Uh, we, almost without like exception. being honest uh, being with Being able each to, other, to really... your soul. To To, to, to show go back other. to Genesis 2. To be naked and unashamed. To be able to be in a one flesh union where... I don't need to hide.
4: Uh, John and I, in our own marriage, um, you know, first seven years, were full of lies. And we slowly but surely built a huge wall between us of um, just not saying anything. And, and we, what we call image management, trying to put my, my or like dating. <laughs> and we dated basically the first seven years. We didn't show our real selves.
0: Ah, and a part of that,
4: um, not what he showed was um, his addiction. So when I left him, our marriage blew up and we were in counseling. One of the number one things is we had to have a furniture moving session. And that means um, a, a friend of mine at a, at a job I was working told me about this metaphor, allegory, or whatever, where we're in a marriage, but I'm carrying this burden. And I need John to help me carry it. And John's carrying a burden, and he needs me to help. So we share our burdens, biblically, by telling each other. So what we did in our case, the first furniture moving session, was three days. And it was all about John's addiction. And we went to the beach three times. And we had, it, we had a certain amount of time because I couldn't take all the answers I got. I could answer, I could ask him anything, and he answered me truthfully. Wow, and wow. it was very, very difficult. And, um, but... I was just telling somebody yesterday. It I felt I felt betrayed. I felt lied to. I felt unworthy of love. I felt such horror at who I was and who I'd married, and I felt all that at the same time as God doing a huge work in our life by bringing honesty. Okay, I,
0: I okay, and I understand that because of the addiction issue, you wanted answers, right, in your marriage. Is there information that they just don't need that is just, like, too much? Like, really? Do they need to know that, like, about your old boyfriends and about your old this and
4: that and that girlfriends? Is, and... That is totally up to the spouse. Yeah. I asked John what I needed to know. Right.
3: right. Yeah, there's this there's this notion, this therapeutic notion of, of something called a full disclosure. Um, it's where... Someone has been keeping secrets, typically around an addiction, and they share everything. Um, and I prefer it, and I've done this, but I prefer to first sit down with the person who's going to be hearing it and find out, what do you want to know? Right,
0: right, right. Now, I like that, John. That's, you know, that makes me comfortable because I feel like, boy, there's
4: stuff that may not even help the marriage. When we were doing those furniture sessions at the beach, he didn't, he didn't just tell me. I asked him specific questions that I wanted to know, okay. okay, that I needed to know. Okay. I didn't say, okay, tell me everything you've ever yeah, done. Yeah, right, 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 right. I could I answer got that, it. and that would, that would totally overwhelm me. Yeah.
0: Okay, again, if you're just joining us, uh, John and Robbie Yopes caught in his arms ministry. If you want a better uh, relationship, uh, we're talking emotional intimacy, which you say is at the heart. Uh, it's like the mustard seed of a lot of problems in marriages if you don't have it.
4: Absolutely. Right. So, um,
0: communication, you said number one.
4: Number one, just being honest with each other and telling each other. Um, now recovering emotional intimacy takes a long time, it's not one visit and boom. So, it takes a long time in digging through stuff. But I want to jump because of time. That's how we work with couples to recover it. Um, I we also help couples maintain it, and this is for everybody. Um, If you have a great marriage or a bad marriage, these are great things. I picked up this book called The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work by John M. Gottman, PhD. It's a very practical book. We're always reading marriage books to to, uh, learn our our stuff. And this guy, very practical, at the very end of the book, he tells, okay, what now? And what he does is basically puts into words exactly what we do with couples there he talks about 6 hours that you really have to work on every week of your marriage 6, six hours. hours to work yeah. on your marriage a week
3: well and it's funny that's the that's the response we get yeah. is wow, that's an awful lot so i'm sure you've flown on a commercial airliner so you yeah. get on a plane and yeah. and there's a whole lot of noise and everything while it's taking off it's a lot yeah. of work to right. get to a cruising yes, altitude yes. and then it gets a little quieter as you cruise and then it gets even quieter as you come into land Yes. and the the, the most common mistake that people make, they'll put in the work to get to a cruising altitude. Yes. But when they pull back, they either pull back too soon, you know, they don't get to 39,000 feet, they get to 39 feet, because it's better than on the ground, and they're still hitting trees. Or they get up to a cruising altitude, but they pull back too far and don't realize that they're landing because six hours a week seems unreasonable.
0: Now, what do you mean six hours? You're like, what are we doing? For okay, six well, hours? I'll Wait. break it down for you. Yeah, and please this do. Is,
4: this please is, please uh, do. This is
0: like John M. Gottman. I'm not doing what we did at the marriage conference, like knee to knee, eye to eye, staring at each other's eyes. And, no. Oh, no. No, so
4: what do you need? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I not you. It's yeah, like, we, we do that. No, okay. we, don't. no we, six, six, we don't. And my husband's six, so
0: his knees are like, way
4: up I'm minor there.
3: So you're (laughs) you're more knee to eye. Yeah,
4: knee to eye, exactly. (laughs) So um, this is John Gottman's um, stuff, but it's exactly what we do. But he just puts it so well in this book. Um, Ten minutes of the six hours is um, two minutes a day, five working days, partings. Make sure you say goodbye in the morning.
0: Okay. Okay. Partings. Okay. Make. You know how
4: many couples just leave without saying goodbye? I'm
0: on the air, and my husband will tap on the the studio windows just to even if I can't talk. Yes. We can wave goodbye, and if I'm in a commercial break, then we
4: can do a commercial break prayer. And that is emotional intimacy. Okay. Going without saying goodbye is building a little wall tiny little wall but it grows okay
0: okay good, um, but good goodbyes
3: right because because if you just go it means it doesn't matter whether right. i'm here or not
0: yeah and i don't really care if i'm leaving your presence either right yeah okay
4: 20 minutes a day for five days a week reunions a hug and a kiss
0: a 20 minute that reunion lasts, when he comes home
4: yes that lasts at least six seconds you know or just look i mean a hug you don't have to uh, right. You know, whatever. But, right, no. but it, it's so important to come into the house. And um, uh, couples with kids... Yeah. They really have to do this intentionally right in front of because the kids, couples, so the kids see it. yes, but couples with kids, they've got so much You're going on yeah. that they forget, okay, well, this my, is my spouse.
0: Well, my husband says when I come home, the kids act like they've won the lottery, like they're that excited. Oh, and no. He it's, of, it's, and when he comes home, it's kind of like the cat just threw up.
3: You well, know what I mean? Like,
0: that, no, you do it. Oh, you say hi to him. You, you, you. Well,
3: But it's, I mean, you hear people all talk all the time about the, the dilemma of the empty nest. And it's because you're not in the habit of doing this. If the kids are the only exciting thing about coming home. There's nothing exciting about coming home when they don't live there anymore. And my
0: husband does like that that uh, 20 minutes. He wants me to listen to him, and he yeah. does not like it when the kids come up and interrupt because he yeah. wants to tell me about work.
4: Definitely. Yeah, and Definitely. He, he
0: wants that time to talk to me directly. And, and you
4: you should Your want that time, too. parents had that time every, every day, day, every right? night. After After, five o'clock, every day. What did they do? Every day at 5 o'clock, they, we sat around the kitchen table, and we could not talk. We could go in and out, but they sat with cups of coffee and talked for about 30 minutes to an hour, and we could not say a thing. We could be there, but we couldn't say anything. Wow. It was great. Um, Five minutes a day for seven days a week, admiration and appreciation, saying thank you. Yep. Thank you, so important. I love. Thank, thank you for putting gas in my car. Not just thanks. Yes, yes, thanks for
0: putting gas in my car. Thanks for making that chili that you made it just the way I like it. Thanks for making the burrito the way I like it.
4: Now you're not <laughs> the burrito incident. The, the, the burrito incident. Burrito you incident are in you, and you're you're building emotional intimacy with every time you say thank you. Affection.
3: Well, and the other thing about I'm that, sorry. if you if you focus on something to be grateful for, because. We we have we have we have magnifying minds. What you choose to look at gets bigger. Everything else gets smaller. If you focus, if I focus on what Robbie did for me, I am less focused on what she did that I don't like.
0: Yeah. It, Dr. It's, Joe, Dr. Joe That's talks my about man. that, focusing yeah. on, yeah, just decide to focus on yeah. things to
3: be grateful for, you have less things to be aggravated about. It's, it's it's,
0: so, I, I'm a, such a big fan of that. Yeah. Reframing things, too, because yeah. yes. right now, today, you could take all the bad things and all the good things and focus on the bad and be like, oh, but, hmm. you know, when you to focus on the good things, you can just reframe things so easily in your mind. Excellent.
4: Right. Um, the next one, five minutes a day for seven days a week affection. And this is just holding hands while you're watching TV, giving each other a little back rub here and See there. The next to each uh, other when
0: you watch TV. Yes, yeah. exactly.
4: That, that is so important to have some kind of physical contact. Right. I have, a, I have yeah. a snuggle
0: chair. It's not for my husband, by the way, but it's it's funny that you mentioned that because no one fits on the snuggle chair. He Everyone fits but him. 'cause he's so gigantic. Right. It's this huge chair and one uh, and all three of the kids can fit on it with me. So we call it the snuggle chair. Aww. So I thought, boy, he doesn't get to sit by me very often when we sit in there. So you I need mean, a yeah, you
4: need a snuggle sport. chair with your man. Yeah. It,
3: <laughs> <laughs> well Angie, you That's talked so about that whole eyeball to eyeball knee to knee yeah. thing. Yeah. One of the, the other really important things to do is spend time together is shoulder to oh, shoulder. Where yeah. you're not looking right. at each other. You're just right. you're doing t- a you're common a task. Your even team. if it's not you know Watching TV, whittling, whatever. Yeah, Just I love being whittling. Just being together. Whittling. Whittling.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I'm doing a dowel. I'm doing a dowel right now. I'm whittling for my, uh, we my whittle paper all towel the
4: time. For That's my paper right. towel holder.
0: Yeah. I love whittling.
4: Yeah. Well, there's two more. The next one is the weekly date. That's an hour.
0: Okay, weekly day. You
4: have to have you have we to Costco for
0: free samples. I mean, because we're busy.
4: Yes, of okay. course. It, you know, it doesn't matter what you're doing, but you're doing okay. it together. Okay. And then.
3: Um, I, I don't think that's busy. I think that's okay. cheap. Okay.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, believe me. No, when you spend five hundred dollars at Costco, you're not cheap. No. I, you know,
4: who
3: needs a ten-pound tub of
4: pudding?
0: But anyway, go ahead.
4: And lastly, State of the Union meeting, which it lasts an hour a week. If you add up all these the State of the Union. You know, I'll meeting. talk. Uh, if you add, add up all these, it's six hours a week. Okay. The State of the Union meeting, that's something we highly recommend that you talk to your um, spouse once a week for an hour and just ask them questions. Right. We have a list of qu- seven questions that we got off the internet from a show on, um, the. what's the show called? It's on Little TLC. People, big world. Little People Big World. Um, somebody on their show wrote these seven questions and they're like what brought you joy today? Like has that. there is there anything I've done that's annoyed you in the last few days? Are you dreaming of what are you looking forward to? I mean, just things about their heart, not um, did you pick up milk? right? Yeah no. These are. This is it's a not state the dry of, of the union. Yeah. You know, this you're is. sitting together and you're talking about how your relationship In is. A state of the
0: union, like not as boring as the president's state of the union, like more personal. Yeah,
4: we don't call it that. Yeah, <laughs> but, the, but but John Gottman, who's incredible, calls it that. Okay, okay, and I like that. And
0: but I like the idea too of having maybe initially to kind of you know. Grease the, you know, prime things, you know, to to have a list of questions so you're not just like staring at each other awkwardly.
4: <clears throat> Absolutely, You can develop, you can start with the seven we give you, yeah. and um and you can build your own or do do whatever you think, but just make sure they're not um questions about yes or no. They're questions that that delve into what your partner is thinking and feeling, and it builds intimacy.
0: I want to make sure people can find you and your book and work with you. So let's talk about that marriage ministry. Uh, and it's right here in Denver. But as you mentioned, you've worked with people in other states as well.
4: Um, November 12th, we're having a seminar. And it's, uh, the details are on our website at caughtinhisarms.com. Very, very inexpensive. We'd love to have you and your spouse.
0: CaughtInHisArms.com, a seminar, November 12th.
3: November 12th. You can also get our book on the same website, CaughtInHisArms.com.
0: Excellent. Thank you. We'll be right back. Thank you.
3: The good news of Jesus for you in high-definition radio and streaming at 670KLTT.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. Hope starts with you.
0: Give Thanksgiving meals and more at denverrescuemission.org. Each year, the mission provides hundreds of thousands of meals to the hungry and homeless in our community. You can help this Thanksgiving season. Just $1.92 is all it takes to provide a warm and hearty meal for one hungry person. Give now at denverrescuemission.org.
2: Change happens here.
0: Hey, it's Angie Austin. Do you want to lose weight, have more energy, sleep better, just feel better, live longer, not get sick? Yeah, me too. So a little over a year ago, my family started working with Dr. Joe and he has helped us so much, especially with my mom. She's now walking again. Uh, She uses a cane, but she wears a pedometer as well, Dr. Joe. And every Saturday you offer for all of us, we can come to your office, have a free workout, or just watch the workout and come and ask you questions and meet you. It costs them nothing, no obligation. I just want people to
4: get to know you and your passion for health. Science says the key to sleeping better, the key to Depression, the key to losing weight and balancing hormones is exercise. But not a lot of it, just six to twelve minutes a day. And so when I'm working with Olympic athletes or professional athletes or mommies and daddies, people in their 50s, 60s, even 70s on these workouts on Saturday at 830. Man, we have a great time. And it literally is a 12-minute workout. It's all it is. And it's easy stuff to do. You work at your own pace and you get amazing results. Yeah,
0: so come to North Glen Saturdays. It's free. How do they reach you, Dr. Joe? Call my cell phone, 303 349
4: 6011 Again, 303 349 6011
3: Is your marriage going badly? Has addiction or sin put a wedge between you and your spouse?
4: We can help. Our book, Caught, tells the story of how God redeemed our marriage and gives 10 holy habits that will cause your marriage to be strong.
3: Good marriages don't just happen. We can help. Go to caughtinhisarms.com for more information and to order your copy of Caught. That's caughtinhisarms.com.
1: Your next shopping trip could change the lives of some very special people right here in Colorado. When you shop at Arc Thrift Stores, you'll not only save money, but you'll also
2: give back to our community by helping people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, just like these Arc Ambassadors.
5: A lot of people, they have misconceptions about people with disabilities. A lot of them think that we can't do things that other people can do, and that's just not true. We can do what other people can do. It may take us a little bit more time to do it, but we can. We're just like any other human being. We have feelings and we have emotions, and if given the chance, we can shop and I think that ARC has done a very good job at showing that.
3: I like it there and it helps me out to learn about reading off the labels and stuff. I like helping out different people, a lot of different people I help out.
2: Find the ARC store near you at arcthrift.org.
4: It's a non and it's a great company to work for and a great place to shop.
2: And remember, every Saturday, you get 50% off most items in the store.
3: Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with The Good News.
0: Oh, welcome back to The Good News. Now, as we start this segment, I just want to give a shout-out and a thank you to the pastor at Cherry Hills that I was under for years, Jim Dixon. And I know Skip Starr, my friend who is here, who runs Refuge City Ministries and helps homeless teens, I know that you also have a close relationship with Cherry Hills Community Church. And uh, I, I was just overwhelmed by the number of people on Facebook who were touched by Jim yes and who I mean it seems like a weird place to express your condolences but I think that so many people express like he did this for me or I took this Bible study from him It was amazing the fingers as they like and rippled out all the veins like on Facebook of, of the surprising chain of people who commented to me that they also were touched by him as a pastor
1: I think his ba- biggest legacy is that he built such a big church that was so small when it came to relationships that so many people were able to come to Christ and, and be surrounded by other Christians. I mean, I went there and it changed my life when I went there. It was amazing, even though it was overwhelming when you first step in. And I have a group of men, we've been together for nine years now that just strong in Christ and strong with each other it's, and it's because of his leadership.
0: Well, I can't even imagine this week how big the gathering is going to be <laughs> to celebrate his life. Me I don't either. even know if they'll be able to fit them all into the church. I seriously doubt it. Yeah, it'll be interesting. You know, he and his wife lived in my neighborhood for years and they used to take walks and uh they I just I loved seeing them together because you could tell how much they loved each other. Yes. Yeah. Look, I'm like tearing up. I don't think he I don't think that she, I don't think there was any precursor to him passing away. No, I, no. I got the feeling it was very abrupt. Uh, they,
1: he was on a bike ride. Yeah. And didn't return, and they went out looking for him, and he was lying in a yard.
0: Oh. Well, his wife is a wonderful woman, and I know she'll be just surrounded by people loving her. All right. So, with that said, Skip did receive a lot of support in Cherry Hills when he first started Refuge City Ministries, and he reaches out to young people, teens, and really ministers to them. But also, he's closely affiliated with 5280, the Teen Center, and I cannot tell you, Skip, how many times I've ter- heard about this Teen Center and what they do for kids. And you have the director and pastor Tina Hayhurst here. So, explain to me how you two interfaced, and then we'll get more on Tina's and why she loves kids and helps these poor kids out so much.
1: I met Tina because there was a young man at the halfway house where I was doing a Bible study that told me about her community center because he had been homeless. And I just went over there one day with Lucas. We went over together, actually, and met. And this is when it was on Colorado, or Colorado and Colfax was actually on Colorado. And just I was just amazed by what they were doing and the attitude of the youth and uh, we started building relationship. I had several other youth end up at the halfway house and uh, uh, then uh, as we were talking, uh, she said they were moving and would I consider doing something at the center? And I I hadn't really thought about it and uh, but I prayed about it and. Met with Urban Peak, and they told me Wednesday was the day when the kids were, had nowhere to go, so that's why I started my Wednesday program there.
0: All right, so Tina. So it's her fault. It's her fault that you started <laughs> it's my Refuge fault. City Ministries. So, Tina, obviously, you and Skip both have a real heart for young people. How did you get involved in this work with 5280, the Teen Center? Well, first of all, kind of explain to us what it is, and then I want to talk about your heart for these kids.
5: Okay. Movement 5280 really reaches youth that are really between the ages of 18 and 25 who are homeless or what we call at risk youth. And so we treat it a lot like a youth group. It's family. Kids come in. They've been part of our, our group for five, six years even, and it's their family. And so uh, we reach out to a lot of youth who are, are not only homeless, but in different housings, um, shelters, and just love them and walk alongside them.
0: You know, I, I, I admire so much what both of you do now. Skip, I know your testimony, and you had a wonderful family and a wonderful education and had a very successful career before you ended up doing time <laughs> in prison, right? So you yeah. didn't come from the background a lot of these kids no, did. No, no,
1: not even close, no. But
0: as you know, Tina, and I had a difficult upbringing and lost several siblings to, uh, you know, one is home, homeless and a drug addict. Well, he does have actually an apartment now, as my understanding, but, you know, so so damaged from his years of drug use and mental illness and then another murdered that um, I know that these kids that come out of that background sometimes don't have a chance. And so talk to me about why you have such a heart for helping them.
5: Sure. I worked with youth for a long time, probably 10 years um, in a church setting, Denver First Church, and loved just getting to know youth and helping them grow spiritually. But there's nothing like working with youth that feel like they are hopeless and and that they don't have anything in life to look forward to and so if you look at the word and and when it talks about that therefore if we are in christ we are a new creation the old is gone and new has come we all need Christ and we all need transformation and so Christ just takes us where we are so for us to be able to work with youth and work alongside them right where they are and just point them to Christ. Now, talk
0: to me a little bit about that. See, I when you tell me and you know if you're listening right now and you're feeling hopeless, wh- what what do you say to someone who has no hope? Like I'm overwhelmed by the idea of like the responsibility i guess it's not our responsibility though if we bring them christ christ is helping us but i'm overwhelmed by the idea of going to a, a young person that's completely hopeless it feels that they have no worth and nothing to look forward to where do you start
5: yeah i think uh, the reason why they come is because they are cared about they and want they're cared hope. for and so when we reach out to them i mean they are so hungry for relationship, and it can be with an older person, it can be with a younger person, it doesn't matter. They are so hungry for relationship. And so when we just sit down and talk to them and listen, and we hear their story and we make a connection, we've just gotten a step further to be able to share Christ with them.
0: Now, how many years have you been working uh, with the Movement 5280 with the Teen Center?
5: I was I was working at Denver First Church, and I'm still a pastor there. And um, I had an opportunity. Our new pastor brought in their own youth pastor, so we I didn't really have a job. I had a I had pay, but I wasn't sure what I was going to do. And so, I had a young man that that was in part of our church that really just had a vision for reaching out to to kids that were on the streets and so my pastor said go find space and so no experience working with youth at all uh, with with the these type of youth and yeah really hurting yeah which which is different it's a lot different different. because they're so hurting and they're not trusting initially because they've
0: been so so damaged by other people
5: Yes. yes so six years ago we opened at um, Colorado Boulevard and Colfax, and we had no idea what we were doing. There was there was two two of us, and then John Tenniswood, who worked with youth in a um, government capacity at a shelter, and so he was working full time. So it was really the, uh, Angela and I. We started, and just. God just opened the doors. We started with no youth. In fact, I remember the day on on Colfax where I was just standing out there, and the first person I met was Patrick walking by, and it was raining. And I said, "Hey, you want to come to 5280?" And um, we started just with a handful, and now on a Friday night we could have 60 to 80 youth. Um, wow! So it's amazing, and I think one of the the most amazing things to me is that. Is that if you think about a Friday night and all that there is to do on a Friday night, and yet youth line up to come to Movement fifty two eighty and and they would choose to go there versus anywhere else they could be on a Friday night um, downtown on Sixteenth Street Mall to have relationship with us. That's amazing to me.
0: Now, what do you do when they come in? You know, new kids come in, and you know, how, what, what do you do on, on a Friday night?
5: We have we have lots of video games, we have pool table. Um, and so we're just and we're very welcoming. So we just sit down, have conversation. We have a lot of different tables. So that's one of the the things is we just have tables of conversation, and we just welcome them. and then and then we always have music and we have theme nights. So we'll have a talent night, open mic night,. Um, Jello night, anything you can think of, and we celebrate everything. So we celebrate just anything: birthdays, graduations, jobs, anything that we can Aww. celebrate, make them feel we do. special. It's family. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. So um, I know you can't give names per se, you know, uh, total identities, but I'd love to hear you know, a couple of stories um, that really have touched your heart. I know each kid is special, but some that maybe have affirmed to you, like, this is why I'm doing this, or God put me in the right place, or this is why I'm doing this.
5: Yeah, well, I can give you one name because it's on our website. And so if you want to see the whole story, but we had a young lady named Shay that came to the center when we were first open. And one of the things that we do is we encourage our youth to give back. So we open on Mondays for the community. And that would be youth and adults who are on the streets and and so we encourage our youth to come back and to serve and so we had a young lady that was just serving became a christian got baptized at our church um, and was in a shelter and then she ended up um, as she was just growing in christ she was getting ready to get housing and she ended up homeless for about a week and um, it was very tragic she ended up being shot and, and murdered on, um, Triangle Park, um, there by Jesus Saves. And, but just the, the story that, that Shay is in heaven and she's in heaven because she knew Christ and she got a chance to, um, know what it means to, to have a savior. And so we just look at that story and we, it, it was an incredibly hard time for our, for our youth and and some of her friends, but to know that she gets to spend eternity in heaven. Well, that she got to have that peace before Mm -hmm. she died and
0: to feel that love before she died and have those relationships and those friendships. So, Skip, what do you see when you see Tina Hayhurst and her work? And uh, you both are working with these kids who are, like you said, it's different than working with regular teenagers. These are hurting kids who are homeless who feel no hope oftentimes.
1: Well, uh is a real inspiration and really when i went to her center when it was on Col- Colorado or colfax and uh just saw the interaction and the way the kids just blossomed that uh uh when i started praying i mean I, it was just it was amazing that i felt god had led me to tina for a reason and that reason was to Come together and do the do the center, and she's the one that came to me. So on said, Wednesday nights, then you... we're there all day Wednesday. Be, okay. from 8 a.m. till till uh, uh, 5
0: p.m. And that, and Refuge City Ministries, these kids know, they have like a network and they know where to go on certain days oh, to, yes. to oh, yeah. find, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, love and, and yes. both these organizations. Christian, if you're just right. joining us, uh, the re- the director of Movement 5280 Teen Center, where as Tina just mentioned, they just kind of open the doors, invite kids in, they start talking, they form relationships, they introduce Christ, and then Skip Starr, um, as he mentioned, then started Refuge City Ministries to offer a place for the teens, the youth, uh, young people to go um, 18 to about 25 for Tina's organization. Um, you know, a lot of these kids with no hope. So what you're saying to me is pretty simple, that you're making it sound simple at least, that you invite <laughs> them in and have conversations with them. Yeah. But I know it gets complicated because a lot of these kids are on drugs. They've been hurt. They don't have families or they have families that have hurt them dr- drastically. So even though it sounds simple, it must be very complicated as well.
5: It is the... Sometimes the progress is slow. What we would think um, should happen, and and what sometimes our expectations, of, especially at first when we when we open, just to learn that that we can meet them right where they are, and that it's Christ that changes people. And so we deal we deal with a lot of youth that have. Confusion on sexuality, on um, drugs, is a big issue. But a lot of a lot of sexuality um, issues. And so, um, just to know that it's Christ that changes, that um, when you come to Christ, you come as you are, and that He does the work. And so, we can accept people right where they are, and we can walk life with them. And it's baby steps.
0: All right. So, what do you need? You need volunteers. You obviously need financial help. Like, if people are listening right now and they're like, "Wow, well, I've thought about, i um, you know, volunteering, but I really don't know a good fit for me. I like kids, but I'm not sure who to call, what to do. What types of things do people do when they volunteer with you?"
1: Well, it's it's really we sort of let it, leave it up to them. We we have a program we go through to train them, and so they understand the the challenges and the 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 dangers that are involved and uh really what they have to do is just take that first step and talk to someone and that's hard for people, some volunteers coming off the street sometimes because they're sort of standoffish little yeah, it's threatened. a little intimidating and
0: and I find teenagers intimidating oh, let oh, alone yeah. kids who you know are living on the streets and <laughs> yes. having a tough time
1: but but uh, uh, when you build that rapport and a sense of trust, that's when the kids will start to open up so, when you do volunteer a lot of times you know they want to sort of have instant credibility instant Ah. success and it takes a while it does it Mm -hmm. doesn't just happen overnight it helps because the organizations have that that credibility but the they're still wary when somebody new comes comes in in. yeah and and if they have a skill like we have a gentleman that great we have a gentleman that hit it off because of uh uh he we've got a weight machine and he started working with oh, some kids, on a weight machine. Yeah, right. And so he hit it off immediately. Yeah. Uh, we had another lady come in that had been on the streets herself and had a child on her streets that now is ver- married to a Highlands ranch. have a home in Highlands ranch, very successful uh, husband and very strong Christian family. And she, she Has had instant, instant cred. credibility. Yeah. One, of our, one of our counselors was on the streets and had a baby. So she has instant credibility. They
0: trust her. Yes. So trust her to not judge them too. Yes. Yes. And and what would you say, Tina? What types of things do you need, you know, at the teen center if people want to help you out at fifty two eighty?
5: There are so many areas that that we need help in. I would say the biggest areas, food, sometimes is just getting the the food budget is our biggest budget Teens because eat a lot cuz that's what we do is we feed people and so three or four times a week i think we do between our two ministries yes. probably close to 200 meals a week and so Much our, more, yeah. yes our biggest our biggest need would be in the area of food and yes you guys budget. need pizzas they yes, eat a lot of pizza exactly. those young
0: people <laughs> Well, I want to make sure people want to volunteer with you or if they'd like to donate. Mm -hmm. Um, Skip, I'll start with you, Refuge City Ministries. How do they find you? And, you know, on your website, you have more information. Yeah, they
1: can go to www.refugecityministries.org, and they they can sign up there, or they can call me at 303-517-6767. Your number again? 303-517-6767.
0: And I've known Skip for years now. He is one good dude. All right, Tina, how do people reach you?
5: movement5280.org or they can call us at 303-321-5280 movement5280.org or the phone number again
0: 303-321-5280 well thank you both so much because bringing christ to these kids who may have never been introduced to christ is such a blessing to give them hope because no one can give them hope like jesus amen thank you all right we'll be right back Hey, it's Angie with the Good News. You've heard me say time and time again the YMCA of the Rockies is my absolute favorite place in the world to take my family. And we have Lisa Newjar here with the YMCA of the Rockies.
5: And Lisa, you have some fall specials? We do. We have a bunch of events coming up. We have a couple of fall fest weekends at both centers where you can come up and just take
0: part in special fall themed events. Excellent. Your website? ymcarockies.org. YMCArockies.org. Check it out. You won't regret it.
2: For over 120 years, the Denver Rescue Mission has been providing services to those in need and the homeless in the metro area. It is the oldest full-service Christian charity in the Rocky Mountain region. Since its conception in 1892, it has expanded to helping the homeless and hungry to provide services for men and single mothers, offering programs such as rehabilitation for those suffering from addiction and abuse, education and career centers, family services, and life restoration. The Denver Rescue Mission is always in need of your assistance. You can help this growing organization by donating clothing, food, furniture, and more at any of the drop-off locations. The greatest need for the fall season is for mentors and interns. For more information on their services, ways you can help, and to donate online, go to DenverRescueMission.org, DenverRescueMission.org. Changing lives in the name of Christ. When going to a chiropractor, you may be thinking that they won't be able to help you for the long term. However, Dr. Joe Arvey at Maximize Living will change your mind. The moment you meet him, you will find that he is your best friend. He treats you like you are part of his family, and he truly cares about you and your health. He is very knowledgeable about long-term health and wellness. Through the use of spinal correction, he helps you discover what it takes to be a healthier you and will help you feel better even after your first adjustment. He will also share with you the essentials to healthy living so you can take your health back. No matter what stage of life you're in, he will help you develop a plan to achieve the goals you set. Get ready to make a positive change in your life. Give him a call at 303-457-8080, 303 303- or spinegeek.com. Maximized living. Adjustments for life.
0: Welcome back to the good
2: news. Guess what? We
0: need turkeys. We need donations. Well, not we per se. Others need it, but we need your help. Uh, Alexa Gagne with the Denver Rescue Mission is joining us. And this is a big time of year for you, Alexa, because not only do you share the turkeys with people who are in need, you share them with all kinds of charities who want uh, you know, turkeys for uh, Thanksgiving dinners for people who would not have them without your help. Hi. That's right, Angie. Hi, thanks for having me. All right, so on many years, you, um, not, you've not just raised you know uh, money and uh, collected turkeys for yourselves, but uh, how do you help other uh, charities as well?
6: So there are a hundred different groups. Wow. So groups include different churches, different schools. I know Aurora Public Schools is one of them, Denver Human Services. We even work with Volunteers of America, Other, you know, all different sized nonprofits. And so we really feel like this turkey drive is a community drive. It's not just about Denver Rescue Mission, but it's about our community and really just bringing Thanksgiving into people's homes. And then at the same time, um, offering Thanksgiving meals at the mission facilities that we, you know, serve meals at every day of the year.
0: All right, so I know it's a beautiful celebration because I've often served. In fact, by the way, I think I'll serve this year again too. Just so you know, yeah. Yay! yeah, my my son loves it. It's kind of a tradition that we like to come there for holidays and you know any other time we can. He remember when he volunteers us to come every Saturday, and I'm like, we have swim meets and baseball, we can't come every Saturday. But it was so cute that he volunteered us, and so the guy cute. came up. He goes, yeah, I guess you guys are coming every Saturday. I'm like, what? 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 <laughs> Not that I wouldn't do it, wouldn't love to every Saturday. Okay, so. I'm thinking right now in my head, I'm like, okay, so I've got to go to the store and get frozen turkeys and I have to drive them to the rescue mission. No, we can donate other ways, right?
6: Right, you don't have to um, actually bring the frozen turkey. Well, we do love that, if you would like to, um, you can donate online. Just jump on our website, denverrescuemission.org. Um, anywhere from 15 to 20 bucks can cover the cost of a turkey. Um, and then we actually have a um, donation site in um, South Denver this year. Oh. Um, on the November 18th and 19th, will be at Mike Ward Infinity. Um, car dealership over there. um,
0: November 18th 18th and November 19th for people living on the south end of town. uh, And get the location again. Um,
6: It's Mike Ward Infinity at C470 and Lucent, I believe. And so we'll be out there those days from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. So, yeah, if you live on that side of town and it's easier for you to come by there, um, you can even bring us the money for the turkeys or you can actually bring us the turkeys. We'll have our big refrigerated truck out there.
0: All right. So with that said, um, you know, for many people, it's more convenient to donate the money. But as we all know, sometimes there's some really great turkey deals. And uh, my girlfriend last year went to the store and when they had the turkey deal, they had like a limit. And then she went to the manager and said, you know, I know you have these super cheap turkeys right now, and there's a limit, but I'm getting these for the Denver Rescue Mission. Could I get some more? Now, we might not all want to go to the manager, but there are oftentimes really good deals on turkeys, so that might be the time to go pick some up if you have the time uh, to get down to the Denver Rescue Mission as well. Give us your main location address.
6: Uh, That is 1130 Park Avenue West, so that's the Lawrence Street Shelter and Community Center, and so we are basically on the southwest corner of Park and Lawrence.
0: And what has it been like for you all these years seeing, you know, you you guys do so much at the Rescue Mission that I know people aren't aware of with your um, you know, programs to get men clean and sober and women and um, families that you help get into transitional housing and families that you um, house at your facility. And so it's not just men at the Downtown Rescue Mission. So with that said, what has it been like seeing all these years that you've worked for the mission, the wonderful Thanksgiving dinners? Because I know... um, they really appreciate it when I'm serving. It's And it's good, by the way. It's really yummy. I eat it.
6: <laughs> oh, me too. I always make sure I eat once everyone's eaten at the end.
0: <laughs> yeah. they. Okay. Um, and by the way, we don't go and like get in line and be like, hey, out of the yeah. way. No. <laughs> at the end, when everyone else has been served, they then they want us to sit down and have a little something. It's delicious. Right, right.
6: Yeah, I mean, I have been at the mission six years now, and I would just say I think one of the thing I'm most blown things I'm most blown away by this time of year is just the generosity of um, people in our community. Because fifteen thousand turkeys is a lot to ask for. We know that, um, but just knowing that um, all the good that does and just brings not only obviously meals to people who need it but we hope that it brings you know other people together so whether you get together with your family and pool money to get a turkey or uh, you do a little drive in your neighborhood or your, or your office church.
0: maybe your office the or website, your office Alexa. exactly the website oh.
6: our website is
0: denverrescuemission.org thanks friend we appreciate you thank you